I don't know who wrote the list, <laughs> but when I look at myself, God gave me a physique. This is Jim Brown, the most devastating ball carrier in the history of football. I was 6'2", 232 pounds, and I had quickness and speed, and the word got around that I was a different kind of guy. An animal, a real raw talent man. See, my father made me understand it. He said, watch this, boy. He don't run out of bounds. He gonna put his head down, he gonna get some more. And when he got tackled, he said, watch how slow he get up. He said, you know what that is? He said, in life, just get up slow, cause you're gonna have to pick yourself up a bunch of times. Ain't no need to rush it. And this dude never missed a game. Every Sunday we watched, Jim Brown was on the field. Jim Brown's the greatest back to ever play. He was a bad man. And not only on the field, Jim Brown being an activist had an impact on me as well. He was around at a time, man, where America was trying to change the civil rights. And for him to be an athlete and get involved in it was like inspirational because I went, man, this is Jim Brown saying we got to stand up, stay together. That was Jim Brown out there on the front line. He also was very keen on economic issues, which uh, for uh, most black athletes, they, they never ever were connected with that. Jim Brown tried to bring the community together in uh, ways that had nothing to do with sports. And he pursued acting incredibly. He had some good roles and played in some good movies. I want more mental stimulation. Uh, I want to have uh, a, a hand in the struggle that is taking place in our country. His footprint was so big that the respect you have for him and how he's changed the game and set the blueprint for all the backs who played this game is very impactful. You know, you got to look for a little black kid back in the 60s, man. This is doable, you mean? And so, you know, I mean, you know, he was quite an inspiration. Welcome to the Air It Out Fantasy Football Podcast, part of the Air It Out Networks. I am one of your hosts, Joe. And I'm Chantel. Thank you for listening last week, and welcome back. You can find us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and now iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, get notifications of new episodes. It's important to rate and review. Support this podcast link in the show description. And you can follow us at Air It Out Network on Instagram. I'd like to start this show with something a little different this week. We're going to do the Jim Brown Memorial. I would like to join the NFL and the Cleveland Browns and honor the legacy of the great running back, Jim Brown. Jim passed earlier this year on May 18th at the age of 87. From 1957 to 1965, Jim Brown played for the Cleveland Browns, his only NFL team. He led the league in rushing every year he played except for 1962. He established the single-season record for rushing in 1958, gaining 1,527 yards and 1,863 yards in 1963, which was only a 14-game season. At the end of his career, Jim Brown had scored 126 touchdowns, gained 12,312 yards rushing, which is an average of 5.2 yards per carry. His rushing and combined yardage record stood until someone named Walter Payton passed him in 1984. At age 30, Jim Brown retired to pursue acting and appeared in many, many films. He also worked tirelessly to help black-owned businesses and rehabilitate gang members. Thank you for everything for the game. We love Jim Brown.
How you doing? I am doing great. That was great, Joe. Yeah. It's amazing to hear his statistics and realize what type of athlete he was. He was a tremendous athlete. Uh, I know, I don't think you mentioned the, he played lacrosse. He played lacrosse. As well, and was track. very, very good. Track was really an all-star athlete in addition to his social justice work. His campaign after, yeah, and acted through the, the later parts of his life. He was also a multi-collegiate scholarship athlete at Syracuse University. Right. Record holder, yeah. And it's also amazing just to think that the late great Jim Brown, he was nicknamed First Down Brown. Yep. And before the Super Bowl became a thing, which was in 1967, he retired just one year before that in 1966 at the age of 29. And for sure, if he hadn't, they would be they would have a Lombardi in their collection I for sure. Could not agree more. So, but and just to think that the last time they even made it to the championships was with Jim Brown. Jim Brown. They haven't seen one yet. Yep. This is crazy. So maybe they're playing so well in his honor. I hope so. As it's going. They're definitely having a good year, and it's yeah, it's fun to watch. And his legacy right. is on their fields. When you watch Browns games, you can see his name and his number on the sidelines of both sides of the field. As it should be. Yeah. Good. All right. But yeah. But if you don't mind, a lighter topic. No, actually, no, of in, yeah. that, in reference to the Super Bowl, I didn't know we just mentioned it with the Browns not having one, but this year it's going to be in Vegas, which is going to be a tremendous time. I one event, absolutely. And the Super Bowl halftime entertainment is none other than Usher Raymond the Fourth. What say you? There's been some social media debate, like does he have a catalog large enough and crossovery enough to sustain the show by himself? What do you think? So for those who don't know, he has a residency in Las Vegas, so he's yeah. there quite a bit now. Allegiant Perfect. Stadium is my second favorite modern stadium in the NFL. So it's a wonderful platform. It's Vegas. So, I mean, everybody's going to be there. Right. I think he was a good choice. Now, this is a good debate. My favorite all-time halftime performance. Want to take a guess? All-time. Number one ever. Have, no, ever. Mm -hmm. Put you on the spot a little bit. Oh, I'm, I'm going to guess. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. Okay, yeah, give, give, give you, me a hint. I'll give you a hint. King of Pop. Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah, the LA Coliseum. Yeah. Okay. We were young. But yeah. yeah, he showed up on the roof. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. In, in his in his prime, and and a second right. behind that for me, and there's been so many, so many good ones. Mm -hmm. Was I liked last year's quite a bit. That was Rihanna. Okay, that was a good one. Where was that? Arizona. Um, Arizona. Okay. Yeah, Glendale. But um, that you mentioned Arizona. That's funny because the other thing I'm sure you know this, right? Jay Z and the Rock Nation. They've taken over the entertainment, including Super Bowl halftime stuff for the NFL. Yep. I feel like they've been knocking it out of the park. Oh yes. Yeah, so so far, last so year Rihanna was very good. Miami, we had J Lo and Shakira. Very also very, very good. L A. We had all of the L A. heavy hitters. We had Dre, Cube, Snoop. all the yep. Snoop, all those guys. So yep. this and like you mentioned, he has a Vegas residency. Couldn't be more perfect. King nope. of Las Vegas right now. Yeah. Show's been raved about for those people who could afford to go. I am not one of them. I understand that. Um, <laughs> I will ticket, also be watching on TV. <laughs> ticket prices include the kidney of your firstborn child. So I could not, I, could, I just couldn't do it. But we'll be watching for free on TV like everybody else. Yep. I can't wait. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. For those who don't know, those are already the most expensive tickets in the NFL just yeah. to go to regular games. So yep. um, fun. Fun, fun, fun. But I think it'll knock it out of the park. I really do. I think it's going to be a great halftime. And yeah. it's going to be a good Super Bowl. The Super Bowl odds have changed. It is no longer. So the last time we discussed this, it was the 49ers that has moved. Uh -huh. It is now the exact same Super Bowl it was last year. The Kansas City Chiefs. And the Philadelphia. I, you know what? I picked Philly from the start. When we go back and listen to these and you said, who's your pick? To go back, Philly's, Philly was my pick. 
Yep. I think they're still on that track. That was a good win over a tough division. Upon Dallas had their chances in that game, but all that matters is who won at the end. Yeah. And they did. That was a good one. All right. So week nine down in the books, we go forward to week 10, officially double digits and officially playoff uh, push time in many fantasy leagues. So let's take a look at what happened in this thing of ours. Now time for the air it out fantasy football league recap. So, oh my, have things changed in this league? Zulu, except Zulu Nation still on top, still on his perch in the number one spot with a record of eight and one. I don't think he's going to be caught at this point. Any other, and another, uh, let's see, who else? Another winner this week, Elsie's Classic 73 team now seven and two. Yep. Moving all the way up into the number three mm. spot, if you can guess, Florida Fade yeah, now. Yeah, five and four. Florida Fade was also the top scorer this week. I think, in fact, he had 191. In fact, I think that's the highest on the season, the closest we've yep. gotten to 200 yet. Yep. So Florida Fade is actually the team I picked to win it all. So maybe he's uh, a... Yeah. He's hitting a good stride and making some headway in that direction. The Road Warriors also got the W this week, moving up into the number four spot, also five and four, and rounding out the winners. 52 fake outs, still quite a ways from playoff contention in the number one spot with a mildly improved record of three and six. And for the rest of us, taking the L this week, down to number five, the left hand of Thanos with a record of four and five, also taking quite a tumble down to sixth place. Yours truly, the Battle Beast with a record of four and five, a losing record. Welcome to the such, party. Such an unfamiliar territory for me, Joe. Yeah, me too. But, <laughs> taking, also taking an L this week, though, at number seven, the Players Club, four and five, and succumbing to Florida Fades near 200 this week is that Grizzly. It was uh, quite the matchup for the, those two, though, but Grizzly put up, what, 184 points. Ooh. Still lost. Yeah. Sucks. But... I think it's important to note he is the league top scorer. He almost has 1,400 points on the season. It's all he's, time. He's, he's, it's, 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 but you know what? If if he gets going, oh yeah, he's he, it will be that easy for him to end up in the top with him being the league top scorer. So, but yep. he's currently in uh, the eighth spot right now with a record of three and six. And lastly, our very own Bulldog Joe, tenth place record now seven and two. Another way around, two and seven. I wish seven and oh, two. Oh, I said seven and two. Sorry. Yeah, another close loss for me. Oh, well. So some Zulu Nation, he put up a relatively low 104, but still comfortable in uh, first place. Like I said, A.J. Brown led him with a 19 points this week. Florida Fade, as we said, really showed out. His whole team really did. Jalen Hurts led his team with 31. Rashad White, 27, not far behind. Yep. And then every single player on his team was in double digits except the kicker. That's the key. That's the key to fantasy. You want every player, every position to contribute. And that, right. you know, that's how you get to those upper 150s, 80s, 200. Yeah. Yep, every single one. So Elsie's Classic 73 team. It was a pretty close one with you, Joe. It came down to the but, Monday night. Um, he, he had the Jets defense. I had Garrett Wilson, and you know, he also had C.J. Stroud, who I traded to him earlier in the year, who you, which yeah. paid yeah. off big time for him in a major way. We've seen the fifty burger. I think this is the first time I've ever seen the sixty burger drop. That something I never thought I'd say. Yeah. So, but the Road Warriors also a pretty significant uh, margin of victory over left hand of Thanos, led by C.D. Lamb and Derek Carr. They combined for about fifty two. Fantasy points and then 52 fake out was able to uh, cash in on his Joe Burrow trade. Cool Joe does seem to be back. He led that team to their win with almost uh, 
30 points. So, but speaking of trades, is it me or have we done a lot more trades this season in the league than we have since inception? I think more trades this year, more trades, more trades this year, this for, year sure. for sure. Yeah. So I think normally we do about maybe like one or two. We're already up to like four or five at least. Yeah. I've certainly done two, which is I usually do just one maybe per year. Yeah. So, but keep in mind guys, the uh, trade deadline is uh, approaching. I think it's on the 18th. If I'm not uh, mistaken, so mm-hmm. keep that in mind moving forward. But all right, that's pretty much it for the uh, Air It Out League. And now moving on to the big leagues. What's up in the NFL this week? We will start with the trades and movements. So the trade deadline has passed in the big league. I look forward yeah. to see the impact of Chase Young on the 49ers defense. They have a very tough task this week traveling across the country to go play Jacksonville in Jacksonville. And they are slight favorites. We'll see. Now you now have... Two back-to-back year high, high picks out of the Ohio State on the same line. We'll see how he rotates in. This is a chance for him to turn his career around. So we'll see. And turn, help turn the Niners around. I think there's more than just a defensive line there. I think they have secondary issues. But this, I'm curious to see how it goes. Okay. Rasul Douglas, who went from the Packers to Cincinnati, had his first, I'm sorry, the Buffalo, had his first game against Cincinnati. with so just two tackles. Nothing, nothing big, nothing. And Cincinnati certainly looked like they were passing the ball just fine, even with that pickup. So we'll see how that goes forward for Buffalo. The big one was Joshua Dobbs came yes. in for 158 yards, two touchdowns against the normally stingy Falcon defense mm-hmm. and pulled them out of the fire. Got the win for Minnesota, kept them alive in a competitive division. Right. That was such a feel good story. Such the a locker room story. scenes were, were really cool. The story was that he didn't even have timing with his center yet. They were working on the sideline to try to figure yeah. out what he didn't know everybody's name. I know. That, that's what they're saying. Yeah. He does not know those guys in the huddle with him right now. So what do we think about the Vikings going forward on their Mr. Dobbs from the look of things? Uh, I think they do okay. I like that they're keeping up the fight. I like that they're, you know, didn't roll over it after, well, well, you got Jamar Chase coming back off of IR. Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm sorry. No, Justin no, Jefferson. Justin Jeff- they are 4-0 without Justin Jefferson. Right. That's, <laughs> I, which is, you know, that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. the never say die. I think, I think they'll do okay. I think still probably not going to win that division, so, though. As of this recording, we have not heard for sure, but he is eligible. Justin Jefferson is mm-hmm. eligible to return this week against the Saints. Can't hurt. <laughs> I mean, Joshua yeah. Dobbs, he's a good athlete. Yeah. He's a good athlete. And getting Jefferson back, I think, I like it. I think Arizona made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sold on Kyler Murray. I know he's going to play this week from the look of things. You know what? He, oh gosh, his persona or whatever you want to call it, like in the media and this reputation that he has is not doing himself any favors with it. It's almost like this kind of spoiled Brett. He might play. He might not. Doesn't know if he wants to be, you know, so we'll see. There's a story swirling that he's taken longer than anyone else to return from an ACL injury. Right. Well, he was he was upfront about that though. He was always saying how like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna rush back. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna take my time. So we'll see. Doesn't look so great, but we'll see. We'll see. He's supposed to be back in the field this week, and we'll we'll see what happens there. All right. So we talked about Jefferson being able to return. We'll see if he comes yeah. back or not. Still dealing with that hamstring. Carson Wentz, welcome back to the NFL. Carson he did play Wentz. in the NFL last year, but he sat on the sideline all of this year for signed by the LA Rams. So Wentz was drafted number two by the Eagles in 2016. He mm-hmm. last played for the Washington Commanders in 2022 with a record of two and five with uh, 1,255 passing yards, 11 TDs, nine INTs. What do you think this means for Stafford? Do you think maybe Stafford's not coming oh, back? Well, I, think grab a quarterback. That, I think it's just a contingency plan okay. at this point for Stafford. I always liked Carson Wentz. So, uh, and just, if you remember, he led the Eagles on that big, remember. they had a great season. 11 and 1. All the way up to the championship. Yeah. Nick Foles comes in and wins the Super Bowl right. for them, right? And yeah. I, I believe he has never emotionally recovered. He did get a 
Super Bowl ring, but he was. Yeah, so was, I yeah. don't think that he recovered emotionally from yeah. having to turn that team. He was doing, they were doing so well. And from having to hand over those reins, yeah. he never got past it. But I always liked him, even yeah. though, you know, my husband, Kevin's a big Eagles fan and yeah. he hated Carson Wentz. He didn't like him at all, but yeah. I don't know. So I think it's a, I think it's a decent move. I think it's a good play for them. I, yeah. I don't think at this point he will start. Right. I think it's just a they, have a buy, they have a buy this week. Contingency. So, so they have a time to think about it. So right. and the original reports were that Stafford would be back after their buy. If he's not, what do you think that means for Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua? Do you think Wentz is a good thing, a bad thing? The offense think, wasn't exactly well, coming having, anyway. It's before. always good having an experienced Definitely quarterback under center. So yeah. I do think they will take a hit, though. Yeah. Just from not knowing the system, not knowing the play, and not being just having the normal like rest yeah. on you. So I think they'll take a little bit of, and I think Carson Wentz has more than most coming in. So I think they'll take a little bit. The Rams are not statistically dead yet, so there's still something to play for them this year. Mm-hmm. But it's it's an uphill. All right. Yeah. All right. So next we'll go on to the news and the headlines. Simple one. Is the Chiefs defense the best in the NFL right now? No. Is it the Baltimore Ravens? Yes. Or the Cleveland Followed Browns? Followed by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And I, I I like the Philly defense is struggling a little bit, but I do still like Philly defense. And I like the Niners defense as well. So, yeah, they are not the best defense in the league. Are they no. carrying them right now? They are carrying them right now. So we were just talking about this a little bit off air that we are used to seeing huge monumental numbers on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to Kansas City. And we're not seeing that even though they're still winning. They're winning by one touchdown sometimes, you know, or less. And we're like, what? 21 points. That's crazy. They're at this time last year, they're putting up 30, 35, whatever. So the defense is definitely carrying them. We talked a little bit about them not having a clear cut number one receiver, but like I feel about the Eagles, as well as I feel about this uh, Kansas city team, that what makes for a very dangerous team is that even when you're not playing your best and you're still able to get those wins, which is what the Eagles have done over and over, which is Kansas city's doing over and over. So, yep. I mean, you can't really, yeah. Can't knock it. Good, good, good coaching, good defenses, and yeah. a little more ability to run the ball this year with Pacheco. They're kind of more than yeah, CH wasn't good. really the answer, so I think that helps them quite a, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So the next one is Geno Smith and the Seahawks offense broken. Let me give the stats real quick. Oh, Geno has one thousand eight hundred two passing yards, nine TDs, and seven INTs. He's looking like his time with the Jets and the Giants all of a sudden. I know DK, DK Metcalf owners are a little frustrated. Ken mm-hmm. Walker owners are a little. Now, let's not just pick one week because last week they got rolled by Baltimore. What's their record? What's the? What's they, the... they still have a winning record. Yeah. Seattle does. They're five and three. Uh-huh. However, they have not been putting up the points that we saw last year. I know that's been a big thing that he hasn't performed, and I think that's. That's to be expected. That's, a, I think, a normal kind of course of things, especially once people have tape on you. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing with Geno Smith is what kind of separates the boys from the men, if you will, when it comes to quarterbacking, right? So you could have all the ones that are just performing out of this world, talent, athlete, nothing. You can have as much tape as you want on them. They're going to figure out a way to get the win. And so for the rest of us, the rest of us mortals, (laughs) we have to work a little bit harder. We have to fight a little, especially when they start getting getting your number a little bit. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing with Geno Smith. Also, I'm not going to discount that they played some very difficult defenses already this year. Okay. You know, they've seen, yeah. they've seen they Cincinnati, they've seen Cleveland, they've seen Baltimore, you know, their own division. Of course, they have the 49ers, which they, oh, they haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. but they will. So, yeah, they're still in the contention. 
Yeah, soul signal yeah, five, three for sure. Okay. So I think yeah, and I think what's their how soft is the upcoming schedule? Uh, they see the Niners twice in December, um, which is tough. They still have Arizona again. They still have the Rams again. So okay, okay, and they still have Pittsburgh. So they play at all Pittsburgh has been playing pretty well. That defense is playing really good in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, but they're still very much alive in their okay. division. Those, we'll those see. Game, as always, those games against the Niners late in the year are going to mean a lot. Yeah. So, all right, next one. And how, if you watched football last week, this was the big story: C.J. Stroud versus Tampa Bay. C.J. Stroud, four hundred and seventy oh, wow. passing yards and five passing TDs with no INTs. Yeah. Passer rating of one forty-seven point eight. For those who don't know, perfect is one fifty-eight point three. So pretty close. I had uh, CJ Stroud in the stars this week on the Movers and Shakers segment. Did the Panthers make a bad choice in Bryce Young? They could have had CJ Stroud. Oh, I don't I'm not <laughs> I'm not going I'm not gonna say that. That was the big talk. But this week. I'm not gonna I think that they probably went into two very different situations, different coaches, different weapons around them on those teams. So CJ Stroud, though, I, one of the questions I put in here was like, what are we witnessing right now with this young man? I think we're, I think he's special. I think we're seeing something right now with him. I think he's very special. I drafted him earlier. I kind of gave up on a tiny bit, but I I watched at Ohio State, Ohio State, Alabama, a couple other schools, they are factories and they do very well at preparing quarterbacks for the pros. And Mm -hmm. I say it over and over again. And this is just a And it's almost one of those, I don't know if you remember this, a few episodes ago, we, we kicked off the episode with a C.J. Stroud uh, kind of quote. He was talking about how it was a bit of a struggle for him. Uh, He has been friends with, for anybody who doesn't know, he's been friends with Bryce Young for a very, very long time, like since grade school. They've come up playing together. And he mentioned that as early as eighth grade, Bryce Young was getting offers. I believe it. Yeah. So he was already, you know, and he was, you know, very worried, like, you know, what am I going to do? So, you know, work a little bit harder, focus on yourself, get yourself right, get better. And yeah, and here we are. And, and here and we it's are. certainly not happens. over. This is season one. And right. the NFL of old, these guys wouldn't be playing yet. They'd be following Brett Favre or something At, like that or whatever. It for, may be. Sure. So, for sure. So um, the story is not written. And that Carolina team has a very good defense. You give him some offensive pieces around him, some time to mature, and things can certainly yeah, change. change for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've seen what he, he's done with uh, Thielen, and no one saw that coming. No, no, no. one saw that. No, no. You know, and they, they've been competitive quite a few games this year. Yeah. You know? All right. So on to the injury report. Fantasy World, are you ready for this? Yeah, I know it's going to destroy everyone's life. <laughs> Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes has oh, a torn no. ACL, and he's done for um, the year. What are you Giants gonna fans going to do? Going to give up that six points a week. What are you going to do? Oh, my God. So here comes third string quarterback for the struggling Giants. Tommy DeVito. DeVito. Right. He gets an easy start. He gets to go and play the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I know. Right. Only 16 point underdogs. So what else kind of story (laughs) could you want? And a Dallas team that needs a win to keep pace with the Eagles. What could go wrong there? If you play in a survivor league or, you know, a suicide league, we have to pick a winner. And it's not what the spread. This is this, it. This is the one right? to take. I'm throwing it out there for you. <laughs> take the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants have nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah there. It's over. Yeah, that's, it's over. Uh, they should just start yeah. working on the draft. Yeah, yeah. Start figuring out what you want to make moves. Maybe go find a, an overall number one wide receiver or something like that, and some yeah. help, and maybe even another quarterback. Who knows? Okay. Yep. 
Next one, uh, Jaron Hall started for the Vikings this week at quarterback and got replaced after sussing a concussion. And what a good mm-hmm. thing it did. We talked about Joshua Dobbs a little bit. Coming in, right. And the great week that he had. I see good things with him in Minnesota going forward. Continuing with the Minnesota injury bug, Cam Akers has a torn ACL and is out for the year. Yeah. So anybody Yikes. who picked him up, he was playing okay-ish. Mm-hmm. Or anybody who picked him up, it might be good news for Alexander Madison owners. If Maybe. He had, he had a better week right. um, last week. I'll get into some other Minnesota stuff when we get into the by the waiver wire. A little bit later in the show. Yeah. Next one, Christian Watson, uh, part of that high-powered Green Bay offense, has a concussion and is in the protocol. He may or may not play this week. A real big loss. No, a serious one. Yeah. Dallas Goddard has a broken arm. I knew you watched that game. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. nasty to watch. I watched it you know, live on TV. And oof. Right. The early reports say Goddard will miss four weeks, but you know, it's a broken arm and it could take a little bit longer. Right. Yeah. So, all right. That's it for the injuries. Uh, but it continues to bite cool. us. But it is also good to see a few players suit up and return to the field. Time to take a look at what navigating these injuries and returns will mean for the fantasy world coming this week with the fantasy movers and shakers. Yes. The stars this week, I just mentioned CJ Stroud. We just talked about him a little bit, mentioned that at 400 plus game, five TDs. He is yeah. indeed a special guy. Tra- travels to Cincinnati this week. Cincinnati is doing things on both sides of the ball much better. So it'll mm-hmm. be a much bigger test for him this week. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We'll get to that, I think, in our uh, eight to keep an eye on and the show up, show out, shit show stuff. So, yep. but yeah, don't want to, uh, we kind of went over that. Don't want to dwell on it for too long. But another unexpected, I think, por- performance was from Kate Auden, yep. the Tampa Bay tight end, right? He I went six for 70 in the Texans Titans. Two touchdowns. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So finally, a game from your guy, Reminder Stevenson. Yeah. You had to have been waiting on that. 87 yards on the ground, 42 receiving yards, and a rushing TD. Yeah. So then we've got also another big game, I think, this week for Jake Ferguson I liked a lot. Having a day against Philly, 91 yards on 10 targets and a TD. If I were manager of Jake Ferguson, I would ride him out at least through week 13. Dallas has some pretty soft targets in the next like three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yep. yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, I also had a Rashad White finally had a good game, 119 combined yards and yeah. two Russian TDs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're home this week, Tennessee. And then a new guy, we'll get into him in the way for a little bit, the guy named Keaton Mitchell, Baltimore. We'll talk about okay. the Baltimore backfield a tiny bit. Oh, of course, Tank Dell. Don't forget about Tank Dell. He's been in our talks a little bit before. Had a huge week mm-hmm. with part of that. Just, yeah. CJ Stroud thing. Okay. Nice. Now, the cool stars this week, and I don't know, I mean, not just even outside of this week, James Cook in Buffalo, they got to address the run game adequately, I think. So this is also a major topic this week. You're aware that... Leonard yeah, Fournette. Yes, so. yes. But they haven't signed him up from the uh, practice, practice squad, squad yeah. yet. So I'm looking forward to see how that um, turns out. But yeah, they need to do something about uh, the run game. James Cook is, I think, think so and then also let's see speaking of the cool start in the run game uh the titan the texans i mean they need to address it as well pierce yeah. has not He's been not gonna get done at all at all and then i think the backup singletary hasn't been that great either yeah i threw zach moss on that list it looks like they're starting to get away from him in indy yeah yeah but so. i think that was expected just a little bit with yeah. the return of jonathan taylor even though i think while he was going he played great yeah. Zach Moss is great, but yeah. 
Devontae Adams also, he continues on his downward trend, even though the Raiders had a huge game. Yeah. They came away with the win. He put up, what, seven fantasy points. That's got to be tough for fantasy managers of Adams because I know those that you're used to huge numbers coming from him. But He's got a very yeah. difficult matchup this week. Be yeah. No, the next three. He's got the Jets, Miami, and then KC. Well, I mean, he's going to be covered by Sauce Gardner. So, the, yeah. yeah. So, so the, it, yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's not going uh, to get, get any, any easier. Not, so. not at all. Yeah, I don't know. So. What that, uh, with, uh, you know what? I don't even know what it's going to look like even for for the Raiders moving forward at you, this you at f- this rate, these next three. So I we'll a, see. I had a DJ Moore outside of his one big game he's had. It's been pretty quiet. And your guy, unfortunately, I really liked him out of college, but it's been a pretty slow bit is uh, B. John Robinson in Atlanta. Yeah, he's he's so. turned and is, uh, I'm hoping, I don't know. I, I think it's something going on there with how they're using him. That'll come up a little bit later, yeah. too. Cool. So, but we're also into the bye week blues and what are we going to do? So week 10 buys, you've got the Chiefs, no Mahomes, no Kelsey, the Rams, no Puka, no Cup, Miami, no Tua, no Hill, no Waddle, the Eagles, no Hurts, no Brown, no Smith, no Swift. This is so. quarterback Mageddon because you have three <laughs> of the top quarterbacks all in the same, you know, week. But I, I don't know who does the planning <laughs> and, and picks the teams for the bye week, but whoever did this week 10 bye week group is this is really going to cause us uh, some trouble. It's going to be very tough for some of us. So. Very tough. Very, very tough. I need somebody not just anybody. You know, I need someone. What's up on the waiver wire? For those of us in need of help, let's see who is uh, long gone and who's available to grab. So the waiver wires, I think for quarterbacks, you're going to be, you're basically bone dry. If you're in a super flex like we are or a two quarterback league, Kyler Murray returning, I would say if he's available in your league, take a chance on him. He's a fresh body coming in. We've seen what he can do before. 59% rostered. So, you know, I would go there. And then there's also Taylor Heineke, who wasn't too bad, right? 260 yards, one TD, one touchdown. And that was, he's getting the start again this week against Arizona. Yeah. So I think you're, you should go for it if if you're okay. in the quarterback market. Yep. Wide receiver wise, I'm saying Jahan Dotson. I like him. Sixty six percent rostered. Yeah, me too. He does have a tougher matchup coming up this week against the uh, Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, yeah. but Sam Howell has been playing pretty well. Dotson usually gets very close to his projections more often than not. So I would say he's a good temporary fix if you're hurting this week. Jerry Judy, also more, not as widely available. I think he's about 70% rostered, but I think he's usually right at his projections too, since he's been back. And I think that's a pretty good floor for him. And Buffalo has not been the greatest against wide receivers. It's a tough task, but I mean, it's not, it's certainly doable. Yep. And the Broncos, they're coming off of their bye week. So, I mean, you know, you never know. He might uh, put up some numbers for you. So I'd say give him a shot if you're in need and he's in your available in your league. And then I know Joe that Jalen Warren is not your favorite. Not my favorite. Not (laughs) your favorite at all, but he's got Green Bay this week. Yep. And Last week, had the Titans did a pretty good job, yeah. exceeded projections. He's only 66% rostered. The Steelers are starting to pick up steam. I think Warren will too. And he's pretty much matching touches and targets with Harris. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good risk. Yeah. The only thing I added to the list we've talked about so far is uh, – 
Ty Chandler in Minnesota. The running backs can take over for Cam Akers. He's only 1% rostered. Okay. That will be a share, though, with Akers, so careful. But if you need a running back, that, that's one for you. Yeah. And then you said Kate Otten. So if you need a, a tight end. Tight end, lost, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a good one. That was crazy. He, that was pretty good. Yeah. It's, I don't know where it seems, so. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let us see. So, well, hopefully everybody is tightening up fantasy, tightening up fantasy rosters where you need to, making all the necessary adjustments as we get deeper into the season. But let's see how we did with last week's eight to keep an eye on. We take a look at the eight upcoming games being played in week 10 and give you guys our picks for the games that we think will be the most exciting and most impactful moving forward in the season. So, but first, let's see how we did. Okay, last, last week, week both of us had Pittsburgh over Tennessee, a nice defensive game from Pittsburgh once again. We both had Tampa Bay in that shootout loss to Houston. We both had a Cleveland; they steamrolled Arizona. I had the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You had Miami Dolphins, so we split that one. Uh-huh. We both had Baltimore when they ran over Seattle. We both had Philly in that nice game. We both had Cincinnati, and we both had the New York Jets. So we both finished the week, and we are now totally tied. So you were five and three. I was six and two. We we're dead tied. Forty-three right. and twenty-nine for the season. Cool. So pretty competitive, and still compared to Las Vegas, I always say this every show: fifty percent. We're doing way better than that. <laughs> so cool. All right, so for this week, we have our eight to keep an eye on, and I think it's another really good slate after last week's great slate of games. I'll start with a fun divisional one. I very much am a defensive guy. I prefer low-scoring, slug-em-out kind of games. That's what this will be. Browns in Baltimore taking on the Ravens. Exactly that. So this is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. I'm taking the Ravens. So the Ravens' O-line went into week nine at number two in the league, allowing very, very little pressure to their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, which is evidenced by how well he's been playing. So the Browns' defense also no slouch, but also playing well. Uh, They just shut out the Cardinals. The defense is basically keeping the team afloat right now, I think. Uh, Watson should return yeah. this week, yeah. but I'm still going to take the Ravens on these. Both of these teams are top five defenses in the league. So in this situation, I'm going with the team with a better QB, and I think it's the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens got off to such a quick start last week that, you know, Seattle never really had a chance. They just ran the ball so much. Yeah, I think this will be a little more contentious than that. But I also like Baltimore at home. In my opinion, the second best team in the AFC right now. So, yep, taking the Agreed. Yeah. Okay, on to the next one. Uh, an AFC team I do like very much. It's a tough task. It's a tough task for both these teams. The San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. What you got? Oh, this was a hard one, too. Purdy, I think, may get all that he can handle from this uh, Jags uh, secondary. Darius Wilson, Re- Williams, I'm sorry, wrecking shop, right? He is leading the league in forced incompletions and second in interceptions. And how many TDs do you think he has given up on the season? One. Zero. Zero. I was close. Zero. (laughs) So I'm going to surprisingly take the Jags on this one. I like the Niners. You know, I've been around them for a while now, my whole time here. Uh, However, I am also going to take the Jags. I like their defense quite a bit. They keep games low. I like. I think Etienne might be the second best running He's back in right. football right now. Yeah, the Niners are a good team, but it's a lot to ask to travel across the country. And to their credit, they're coming off both these teams coming off a bye, so they have an opportunity to build, build a good game script. But uh, yeah, Jacksonville for me. Okay. All right, on to the nice. next one. I think this is going to be a tough comeback to earth game for Mr. Stroud. As much fun as it was last week, it's the Houston Texans. At, okay. the, at the very streaking now and beating good teams back-to-back weeks here, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. The Bengals are in a very tight, very competitive competitive division, right? I mean, so there's a three-way tie for number two mm-hmm. in, their, in the AFC North. I can, 
don't know. Okay, I think they did get off to a slow start, but really are seeming to come alive in the second half of the season. But don't get it twisted for one second. So here's the thing that I think about young guys like CJ Stroud. Once they have a huge game like that and you get like a little bit of wind in their sails, I think you get it in your mind like I can do anything. And then you play like it. So I think it's going to be a tough competitive one, but I am still going to take the more experienced Bengals on, on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I watched quite a bit of the Cincinnati game the other night. Um, Joe Burrow looks much more normal. He's pushing off mm-hmm. his back leg, which is great. Mixon looks a little bit better. Their defense is playing better, especially their their linemen. The only question mark I have is Jamar Chase. I know. I, yeah. yeah. They said uh, it's a chest injury. He may or may not play. It's still too early in the week to tell. Even <laughs> even if he does not play, that just slides T. Higgins over. And in his absence last year, T. Higgins was a monster, a, fan, yeah. a fantasy monster. So uh, Cincinnati for me, and they keep their role going. Yep. All right, so the next one... Two teams that are, one's kind of live, one's kind of not. It's uh, the tennis, <laughs> Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we know the unfortunate injury to Burks, right? Yep. No, Still yeah. a very green, new Will Levis under center. I'm taking the more experienced QB here, Baker Mayfield. I'm going with the Bucks. I am also going with the Bucks. Baker Mayfield's having a very nice season. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, they've taken some hard losses, but he's been very competitive in keeping them in games. Their defense is terrible. Tampa Bay's defense is just should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> um, really, really bad. Yeah. But, you know, so be it. <laughs> so Tampa for me too, I guess. Yeah, Tennessee. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If, you know <laughs> no, what, that was hard with What an ugly game. Okay, on to a, a better game. And this, I think this is going to be more competitive. People are, Lions have very much become America's team all of a sudden, mm-hmm. taking over for the Cowboys. I like it. Yeah. Every, everybody likes Detroit. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good night. Everybody likes a bounce back come up story, and they are fun to watch. Right. They have a tough one, though. The LA Chargers are playing well. They're going to LA. What they like here? I like the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. So both of these teams have very high powered offenses. They both have powerhouse backs in Eckler and Gibbs slash Montgomery if he's going to be back. Right. Yeah. And then I think. He is actually trending towards starting this week. Yes. And then they've got two world-class receivers on both sides and St. Brown and Keenan Allen. Yep. So I'm going to go with who I think has a better defense in this situation. That's going to be Aiden Hutchinson and his seventh-ranked overall Lions. I'm going to take Detroit. I am going to go on the other side of the ball and take the L.A. Chargers. They've been streaking. They're at home. Um, they just played a very tough, uh, what a wacky game, <laughs> defense in the yeah. New York Jets. Yeah. They did get lucky. Punt return touchdown. Mm-hmm. Two calls their way. We talked about this a little bit off air. Right. They um, didn't give up a passing no, touchdown, which no. is what they're known. You know, the Chargers are a pass-heavy team. Yeah. I think and they we, didn't get one. No, it beat this to death, but I think Aaron Rodgers getting hurt really robbed us football fans of what yeah. could have been a special thing to watch. Have you seen game. the talk about him coming back? He won't be back. He won't be back. <laughs> He's not coming back. <laughs> okay. He did say a few weeks jokingly to a reporter, of course, he got blown out of contact. Oh, he's going to be back right. in a few weeks. He's not going to be back in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. That Achilles, that Achilles injury is a big one. Okay. So, all righty. On to the next. Talk about the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Jets are in Vegas playing the Raiders on Sunday night. What do you like there? I know that. So Sauce is looking a lot like that shutdown corner of his uh, rookie season that got him that defensive rookie of the year award. Over the last few games, he's given up a very low, like two catches for three yards or something crazy like that. So last night, again, he allowed zero TDs on a pass heavy offense. Uh Right. So, gosh, I'm going to take. The Jets on this one, I do think the change in regime for the Raiders did kind of, you know, put maybe lit a fire under them. But I think um, I think it'll be kind of 
not a lasting one. So I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm also going to go with the Jets for that defense. They rallied to the ball. Yeah. If, if you watch their offense, it's so frustrating for the Jets. If they just run a little bit of play action, get the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands a little bit faster. He's like one of the slowest releases. If you watch Tua throw the ball, it's super quick. You watch Mahomes throw the ball, it's super quick. Jalen Hurts, super quick. Yeah. You watch Zach Wilson, it's like watching geriatric. It's like watching slow motion. <laughs> so if he could just find the way to get the ball out a little bit faster, they have playmakers there. He just can't. Yeah. Just can't. They have, the other teams have gotten to the point where they just double Garrett Wilson and say beat us with Alan Lazard or Conklin mm-hmm. or whatever else. So, but check down, check down to Brees Hall. Right. He's a special running back. Right. Yeah. I'm also Which they should have done a lot more. They should have done a lot more of that. Just let him get into open spaces and do what he does. I'm also take the Jets. It'll be a competitive game and not the greatest um, Sunday night game you could ever hope for. But that's what we got. Yeah. All right. Next one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> the other New York team, the New York Giants and Mr. DeVito, Danny DeVito, is going right. to go play in Dallas against the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think? What do you see? Oh, yep. Dallas looked very good in a very uh Tense competitive game with the Eagles. So I think this should be an easy win for Dallas. They have um, the Giants have lost uh, Daniel Jones and Darren Waller now to IR. So this team is really just kind of limping along at this point. And I'm fully expecting that uh, Dallas will just kind of steamroll right over them. So. I'll be fast. Dallas, lock it up. They win. That's it. Yeah. All right. Last but not least of eight is the Washington Commanders at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle looking to bounce back from that mm-hmm. that pantsing they just got from the Baltimore Ravens. What do you like there? I like the Seahawks. Bounce back is correct. I think that they will. So uh, Sam Howell, although he's done pretty well, the Seahawks defense is pretty good, though. Even if it doesn't necessarily appear that way, they were against the Ravens, which is a tough team. And it was over quickly. They didn't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they are, yeah, they need this win, too. The Seahawks need the win, too. They're tied with the Niners, right? They need to keep pace. They need to keep pace. So I'm going to take the Seahawks on this. I'm also going to take the Seahawks. The weather's going to be bad. It's going to be raining. And the commanders, the strength of them is their passing game. That'll be taken away a little bit due to the bad weather. Um, I'll go with the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about the people to pick up. I also saw JSN was widely available, and they're using him a tiny bit Oh, that's right. He is, yeah. So don't forget that. If you're looking for another Yeah, he's definitely coming along. All right, and now for the second, we get the most feedback on. Everyone seems to like it very much. We get a little more player-specific, make some accurate fantasy predictions, and let you know who's going to show up, who's going to show out, and who's going to be a shit show this week. Now, who's showing up? We just need everybody to do their job. Maybe the one word that isn't in that that's implied is do your job well. It can be enough to make the difference. Showing up. Quarterback, I'm going with Geno Smith. Like we said, he'll be looking for that bounce back game after the tough one that he had against the Ravens. So uh, I think with this commander's defense, they've ranked near the bottom, I think, in the league, 29th overall, something like that. So this is a good team. Uh, they should be able to exploit that. Yeah, I'm going to go. Gino should show up. He should get at least his projections. I like. For me, the show up is Mr. Dobbs. What a fun story. At home. Yeah. In the Dome against New Orleans. Nothing huge. Probably another workman-like game like last week. But if he gets another 200 yards and two touchdowns, that game will be very competitive. All right. All right. Showing up at running back. What do you have? At running back. So I got Bijan Robinson, actually, at the Cardinals showing up. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back, Mr. Robinson. Here's to you. Let's see. You know what? Very odd, I think, what we're seeing with Robinson and his usage as of late. So the last few games, he's had about 11 touches, maybe four or five targets in each, right? In a total of 113 yards, a far cry from what he looked like earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. But I think um, he's been in a bit of a slump since, like, week five. He hasn't hit any of his rejections. This could be a chance for for him to, like, kind of make a statement going into that bye. And I think that... 
this is a pretty good space to to do it in. So I, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm liking him just for show up. I like. Yeah. Yeah. All right, for me, Derrick Henry at Tampa Bay. Um, if they can get like an 80 to 90-yard game at him and a touchdown, it'll keep that game much more competitive. I expect that to be a lot slower than the Houston Tampa game was last week. King Henry, do what is his thing. Keep the keep the young guy at bay and keep on rolling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So for show up, what do you got a wide receiver? Wide receiver. Okay. So I have Amon Ross St. Brown for showing up at the Chargers. Let me just say, if nothing he's consistent if nothing Very right yeah. one of the most reliable yeah. wide receivers in the league especially from a fantasy standpoint he has hit or exceeded projections every single week right. except for one yeah. he, and that one week that he didn't hit it he missed it by like 1.2 fantasy points yeah. so i think uh, he's only missed one week with an injury very reliable like we said I like to think his production even tells us a little bit about what Jared Goff is doing as a quarterback. Yes. Right. Yes, so yes. I think that he will definitely show up. And if it wasn't for <laughs> the next round that we go into with show out and CD lamb nah. against the giants, I would have had him as the show out, yep. but I think he, for sure he will uh, show up. Yeah. I like that. I like that quite a bit. All right. For me, Debo Samuel's back off injury. He is the other cog next to McCaffrey that makes that Niner offense run. I expect a much more 20 points-ish is normal standard week for Debo, and that'll make that Niner defense, sorry, offense much more dynamic. All right, so on mm-hmm. to tight end. Tight end. So, you know what, as we see Dobbs, I think, continue kind of the settle in that QB role in Minnesota, I have, well, I have TJ Hawkinson, duh, and I think that yeah. is, we're going to see his usage targets, all of that stuff go up. As we saw when Dobbs came in substituting, he went to him almost immediately a few times. I think he ended up in the end zone for sure, too. Yeah. So, yep, I'm going to say against the Saints, I know that's a pretty tough defense, but I like Hawkinson, Dobbs. I like him to show up on this. Hawkinson is extremely talented, and if you need a safety blanket, so to speak, you find Exactly, you find the, yes, that's awesome. You find the big target, and he's yep. certainly that. For me, tight end Evan Ingram for San Francisco. He's played mm-hmm. pretty consistent nice. for them. They will need to find stuff because the Niner pass rush should be pretty good and be able to get him a little bit. So if you can find him in those short yard situations, that'd be a good one to go with. All right. On to the defense. What do you like to show up? Defense. Oh, so I got the Falcons to show up. Falcons at the Cardinals or versus Cardinals. I actually kind of made this pick before it was announced that Kyler Murray was going to be starting this week. But he's, like I said earlier, he's a fresh body struggling while everybody else is kind of struggling with their midseason woes and whatnot. But I am sticking with it. So listen, the Falcons, they definitely need this win to get them back on track in their division. They're a game behind the Saints for that number one spot. Right. So, and I think they'll make a push to do all they can to keep pace. Like you said, I'm going to have uh, that defense will need to show up for it. So yeah. One Falcons. For me, show up. I'm, they've been pretty workmanlike most of the season now. I'm going to take Pittsburgh versus Green Bay at home. Okay. Um, they are also fighting. I mean, that division is very tight. They're five and three with Cincinnati at five and three with Baltimore at seven and two. Even Cleveland's in the mix. Every at five, and they're all there. So, I mean, that's and who'd have thought the beginning of the year? People originally people thought Pittsburgh was going to be great. That offense, right? This I know. New high power thing with yep. Najee and all those guys. And then, okay, all of a sudden, Pittsburgh's terrible again. They're writing them off. And now, again, right. the defense is doing what it needs to win. You know, they've been pretty competitive in every game. I can't remember them really getting blown out since the mm-hmm. first game against the 49ers. Other than that, they've been competitive. Yeah. So Coaching adjustments. Yeah. I like it. So I think they continue to do what they do and be showing up, taking care of business. Good. Good all right. Pick. On to the next one. Showing out. Hey, that's oh, what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Showing out. Quarterback. Josh Allen versus the Broncos. 
this week. So the Bills are now five and four going in a week 10, number two in their division. Chance to catch up to the Dolphins who have a bye this week. Yep. Right. So I think, and what better team to do it against than the league's worst defense. So I'm going for, this should be an easy one, I think, for Josh Allen. Should be. You'd hope. You know, yeah. they, they need a little bounce back, a little get healthy. They just had a, you know, a tough loss against a good team. So, yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take uh, Joe Burrow against Houston. Continue on the upward trend. Have a really good game. Jamar Chase, if he does not play, takes a tiny bit off of that. But he'll still find mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd. He'll still find T. Higgins. He'll okay. still find all those guys. All right. Uh, run back. Nice. So, going to sound weird. Running back. I took Brees Hall. <laughs> Versus the Raiders, right? So somehow, some way, the 29th ranked Chargers defense was able to hold Brees Hall to 50 yards on the ground and like 10 receiving yards, right? Boggles the mind. But this is a good opportunity for a big game against the Raiders defense that's not so great against the run. On average, they give up 138 yards a game uh, against the run, right? That's like one from the bottom, I think, against the run at least. So and they give up 10 rushing TDs. They, well, they have, right? So I think Brees Hall should be showing out against them this weekend. I think that that uh, Jets coach, he, I, I think that he knows he made some missteps, Robert and I think Hall, we'll see certainly. some yeah. some adjustments there. So I also took Brees Hall <laughs> for the exact really? same oh, reasons. Yeah. I believe okay. that's a smash spot. For Great mind. I think everyone, on the, all three of those guys, Michael Carter, Brees Hall, Eddie, yeah. even David Dalvin Cook sighting, they all get involved. So, yeah. All right. Nice. On to wide receiver, who do you have to show out? So... C.D. Lamb, right? Another career day for Lamb, similar to his week eight stat line, I think, even, of 158 on 12 receptions for two TDs. We'll be seeing that again against this Giants defense. They have been torched by number one receivers. I like that a lot. So you talked about Josh Allen. I'm going to talk about the person he throws to the most. I took Stephon Diggs. Ah, nice. Okay. That's good. Yeah, he's going to get his. Trust me. Yeah. All right, tight end. Tight end, I actually took uh, Josh Allen's relatively new toy in Dalton Kincaid, right? He's made his way into the top five this week for tight ends. Our so, regular listeners, we've been singing his praises since right, before the since season started. day one. So yeah. he's at yeah, top five this week with this matchup against Denver. We know they're not doing a whole lot of things well on either side of the ball, except for the improvements we've seen in Russell Wilson. They're one bright spot, as we mentioned before. But Allen and Kincaid, they should combine for a pretty big game this week i think he finds the end zone if at least once if not twice so yeah. i took the other hot rookie one sam laporta of oh, uh, the detroit lions against the la chargers he's having a very good year i like that to continue yeah all right on to defense good pick defense <laughs> dallas at the giants so it's a pretty obvious choice here dallas being one of the better defenses in the league no not not one of the better the number three ranked yeah. defense in the league matching up against the number two off 32 yeah. offensive <laughs> team in the league so i mean yeah this that it's a pretty obvious one there i'm going uh, dallas against the giants i took the same for all the same reasons the uh, yeah. micah parsons might be done playing by the second quarter all right yeah on to shit show. Oh, yeah. So we got me to work out mode. Shit show this week. Oh, I know, I know, I know we're picking on this game so very much, but this Giants offense isn't really, they're just in for a rough one this week. I got Tommy DeVito at Dallas, right? Micah Parsons and his guy, they're going to tee off on this guy all I also, night. I also have him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. So we, I mean, 
Uh, I don't know. He's got a cool name, though. He's got that going for him. We've seen yeah. a few of those this yeah. season. He joins yeah. the ranks of a Puka Nakua yeah. and a Amari DiMaccato and, and now Tommy DeVito. But Sorry, young man. Definitely. Just, he, yeah, he was going <laughs> to a team that's hungry, and yeah, I don't want Micah Parsons chasing me either. So, sorry. Yeah. All right, yeah. running back. Running back. I actually said Madison this week, Alexander Madison. So, he's already, I think, on the fringes with kind of a lackluster performance on the season. I do think he will struggle to get anything going against the Saints, though. So. Yeah. Got that. Uh, for me, it was B. John Robinson, another bad game. A Seattle defense that needs to a win here. It could be a grinder if the weather's bad. And I think they could focus on him a little bit. Okay. Instead of the yeah. uh, backup-ish quarterback that they have. So, yeah. All right. Wide receiver. All right. So, brace yourself. This is going to be a little bit of a long one. Okay. but I'm ready. So, I said the entire Giants receiving four. <laughs> so, Darius Slayton, Wondell Robinson, and <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins, I think they are pretty much in fourth this week. This offense has been really bad this year, dead last. And why, you might ask, did I name all three? So those three receivers combined have combined have 62 receptions, 634 yards, and two TDs. Oh, what's wrong with that? Oh, what you might ask? Well, let's take a look. Tyreek Hill alone has 69 receptions. 1,076 yards, 8 TDs. A.J. Brown has 67 receptions, 1,005 yards, Oof. and 6 TDs. Stephon Diggs has 70 receptions, 834 yards on the season, and 7 TDs. Oof. Oh, you might say those guys, those are those, those guys, they're top-tier receivers. They've got a world-class quarterbacks throwing them the ball. Okay, so let's take a few steps down the ladder on that rung, right? Yeah. Let's say... Adam Thielen of the one and seven Panthers, right? Mm -hmm. With a rookie quarterback that's been sacked 26 times on the season, has got 62 receptions, 610 yards, and two TDs. Oof. Right. So I I just think <laughs> that we're going this game for the Giants is gonna be a complete shit show for for that receiving core. Agreed. Uh, for me, a simple one, Zay Flowers. Uh, I don't think there's much passing in that game. I think it's going to be a slow grinder So against Cleveland. So stay away from him. Mm. Tight end, what do you like? Tight end, all this, that Daniel uh, Bellinger, all the same reasons I just mentioned. I didn't mention him as a part of the tight, the uh, receiving court because he has stepped in for Waller and seeing the increase in volume and, and stuff and targets. So I didn't lump him in with him, but he also will be in for a long day. Yeah. Me, Dalton Schultz at Cincinnati. Houston's just going to have a struggle thing, I think. Okay. And then last but not least, the defense. All right. So I bet you could guess, right? I really <laughs> do think the Cowboys are going to manhandle this team. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be the Giants. Then I don't think they will be able to stop CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, Jake Perkins, all those uh, guys, all the main guys in Dallas are in for a big day. So, yeah. yeah. For me, it's the Houston defense. I, I think the Cincinnati is going to have another three touchdownish kind of game. Mixon might get his 100 yards he's been seeking. All right. Nice. That's it for that. Nice, nice. Well, I think that will do it for us this week, guys. Please do come back and hang out with us again. And next week, I think we're getting pretty good at this thing. What say you, Joe? We're doing great. We are doing great. So where to find us? We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Remember to follow, rate, review, like all on any of those platforms I just mentioned. Please do any of those things. And it's super important that you rate and review. The more you rate and review, the higher up those podcasting charts we go. And we definitely want that. Don't forget 
to follow us on Instagram at air it out network. And there is a support this podcast link in the show description. Please click on the link, show the pod some love. It'll make it that much easier for us to bring you a new episode every single week. We thank you again for listening and for all of the support. Signing off this week, this is the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast. Talk to you guys later. Have a good week, guys. Win your leagues. This podcast is written, produced, and recorded by me, Chantel Brown, and Joe Bishop as a part of the Air It Out Podcast Network. Recording mixed and mastered by Wodek B.